This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here with uh, our co-host, Tony Shore. And today we also have a guest, uh, an attorney, an elder law attorney that works with us, Matt uh, Snyder. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's how's, gr- the, how's the fam? Yeah, the family's doing great. We're all doing good. And uh, I'm excited Snowing about there? the show. No, <laughs> no it was uh, here in Minnesota. It was actually, I think it hit 83 yesterday here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're having kind of a kind of a late summer, whatever you call we'll that. St- yeah. We'll see you guys in the playoffs. You guys are in, right? Yep. This is Chicago, Minnesota, and us. Yep. It is. Yeah. Yep. See, see, see how we won last night again? Another walk-off home run. <laughs> we beat Chicago, so that was good. Yeah. We're not really supposed to talk about dating, so, you know, because you don't want to date, they say we won. The Indians didn't win yesterday, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so today, uh, I think last week we had our, our title called Medicaid 101, and maybe this would be Medicaid 201 or 102, <laughs> whatever we want to call it. But um, 101.2. Yeah, uh, Matt's uh, here to talk about uh, qualifying for Medicaid. So, Tony, maybe if you you throw some questions out at him, and Matt's got because you, I'm sure you do these um, shows with some other guys with our with our group, and it's always good information. Well, yeah, and Matt, good to have you on the show. I'm excited about the show today. Um, I, you know, my first question is going to be, do I qualify for Medicaid? Um, uh, but I don't, <laughs> well, we, we want well, to get disabled. So <laughs> not just kidding. Well, yeah, not physically, but, uh, Matt, how are you doing? How, how have you been since last yeah, week? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks. I'm, I'm excited to be back on and talk a little bit more about all this stuff. It's can't really cover it very quickly. You need plenty of time because there's so many things. So. Hopefully nothing changes in the rules by the time we're done with today. Oh, it might. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the government and the IRS and things like that and uh, the laws, it, they change quite often, don't yeah. they? Yeah, definitely. And if the left hand only knew what the right hand was doing, that, that would help be helpful, too. Oh, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be great. So basically, uh, <clears throat> Matt, um, do I qualify for Medicaid? I'm 54. And uh, uh, and uh, what if I all of a sudden need uh, long-term care or something? Do I qualify? Yeah, so first there are several different uh, types of Medicaid. I think I mentioned that briefly last time, but the, the Medicaid that we're talking about when we deal with long-term care planning is Medicaid for the aged, blind, and disabled. So right off the bat, to meet the eligibility requirements, you have to be at least 65 years old uh. or blind or legally disabled. So unfortunately at this, well, I guess fortunately for you, actually, right. you don't qualify <laughs> right. for it yet. So I, I don't follow so, in yes. so disabled is physical or mental, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be, uh, he can get like, partial disability. it has to be a certified 
you know, a, a doctor that, that can show that someone meets that, that disabled um, element. So most of the time we have people that just have cognitive impairments, right? Yeah, most often it's uh, some type of dementia. So, sometimes it is uh, people who were born with some type of disability as well. They will qualify for this at any age. So And the memory care type okay. people, like you said, dementia and uh and uh alzheimer's things like that correct yeah so so to qualify those you went over some of the things you have to be at least 65 you said mm-hmm. and you have to fall into one of those categories as far as needing you know needing the care uh well, well you could be under 65 if you're disabled ah okay or blind okay right okay right. so it's either or or both right. um mm-hmm. and what what are some of the other qualifications matt well, so the, yeah, you hit on one as well, the actual need for care. So um, typically there can be an assessment done. If someone is going into a skilled nursing facility, there's a presumption that they would meet the level of care. Now, if someone is trying to apply for Medicaid benefits while staying at home, or if they're moving into an assisted living facility and the state in which they live is a member has joined into the Medicaid waiver program for assisted living, then an assessment must be done by a a medical professional. And they're looking to see if someone needs assistance with activities of daily living. So think of dressing, bathing, uh, eating, things of that nature. Tony and I, we don't have any problem eating, right, Tony? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I I don't have any problems drinking or eating. At this point, there, yet. there you go. Maybe, maybe uh, bathing. Not bathing. Uh, <laughs> like even getting dressed, right? Right. Yep. Right. That can be one as well. Yeah. And then the last piece is the biggest one and the most complex is the financial component. And yeah, that's the one I where, was wondering about. I was, I, yeah. I wondered when you were going to get there because I know there is a a financial component. There is, and and in different states they may have slightly different rules so i'm most familiar here with ohio uh, and a lot of states are pretty similar in the way that they structure this financial eligibility but in kind of thirty thousand foot view you have to be at pretty low means of financial assets in order to qualify and you have to be able or be willing to, well, not willing, you have to share (laughs) five years worth of financial statements. So bank records, um, 401ks, IRAs, cash value, anything to do with finances, the county that the agency that handles Medicaid applications has the right to look through those past five years. So you would have to go back to wherever you have your your monies, go to those institutions and get records for five years. Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of paperwork that goes into the application. Most applications after you submit the initial app, you probably have close to a hundred pages worth of, of additional um, documentation that can verify what you said in your application that it was accurate. So the 30,000 foot view, if you're married, what's the basic limit? So the way I I think it's probably easier to start with a single person and 
just because it sort of builds off that for a married couple. But for a single person here in Ohio, if you have more than $2,000 worth of assets, then you don't qualify. $2,000? $2,000. Wow. Other answers include not very much, nothing, squat. Those wow. all are... It's 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 a very it's a ridiculously low it's a very level. old and I think that went up from fifteen hundred. It did, yeah. <laughs> it was it used to be fifteen hundred and generously it got bumped to two thousand dollars a wow. few. Years I mean that's ago. not just money. That's assets. That's that's your checking account, your savings account, your, your retirement, your um, well, a house is a little bit of a right, different a different right different tests for the house. Um, you may be able to continue owning the home. If so what happens if um, to return. what happens if I'm slightly over the two thousand? So if you're slightly over, you are not. You pay attorney's fees and get right, it down, yeah. right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tony, that's that's always hey, as, get, as long as you're, as long they, as you're getting they, the value they, for I was it, right? Say it is, is it it is an allowable expense? Is attorney's fees? Some people as long as they're reasonable, right? Someone can also prepay burial arrangements. They can just spend it on care. Um, yeah, you Those just are the you main... spend it on your care until you're down to two thousand, and then the Medicaid kicks in. Is basically how so, it works, right? So, right. Okay. So, right. so that same person, what if they have? Is it there's an income test too? There is an income test, and that's there's a lot of variations. I believe with with different states. Ohio, we have if you have a certain level of income. So if and, you have a pension, you're getting five grand a month in a pension. Yeah. So. Technically, they say you can still receive Medicaid. You just have to set up a special type of account. It's called a qualified income trust or a Miller trust. It's not an actual, it's not a long 30-page trust document. It's more a bank account. And you have to set it up, transfer your income into this qualified income trust. And then from that account, you pay to the nursing home your Share. Patient liability, share of cost that will cover what you're allowed to cover. So that's a lot of people when you, when we have a spousal situation, while there may be some money that uh, a well spouse, the one that's staying at home can keep, the spouse that had income that is going into the institution, their income has to go towards their cost of care. So you can probably imagine when you have a, a family that's been living very well on their income, maybe they get five or $6,000. And then the primary person that was supplying a lot of that income, when they go into the nursing home, now our spouse that's staying at home has a, a very drastic change in their standard of living because instead of living on five grand a month, they might only be living on two grand a month of so, income. And there's a minimum, right? That the, the non-institutional spouse can keep yes. income wise. Yes. The, the, it's called the triple MNA, the minimum monthly need, minimum monthly maintenance needs allowance. That's a mouthful to say five times fast, <laughs> but the, the triple MNA. It's hard it, enough once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, so that number, it, it varies from, they, they adjust it every year for, for cost of living adjustments, but it's around $2,300. So if a, if the spouse that's still at home only has 1500 of income, then they are eligible to keep their institutionalized spouse's income 
up to that $2,300 okay. roughly amount. And then there are some other things that if they can prove they have excess expenses for like the medical home. or something. Or yeah. yeah. Or, or like a high mortgage or other things that, that are necessary. Um, there is a cap that they can get up to. It's, it's in the, a little over $3,000 that is the most that they would be able to keep as long as they can. So this it. money that goes into this Miller trust or so the excess income stays in that trust and they use it in other months. So the excess income, so, so not exactly really that the easiest way to set it up is to transfer all of the institutionalized spouses income over what they're allowed to keep is their personal needs allowance, which here mm-hmm. in Ohio is $50. You can also take away $50, you know, their anything that their Medicare premium can be taken out of their income. So anything over and above their personal needs and any other exceptions, you would transfer to this qualified income trust QIT. And then that money you would turn around and pay to the nursing home as the patient liability share of costs. So the, so if there's more income in the QIT than the liability, what happens to the the balance of that income? Yeah. So, so, so the money, it, it could stay in there. Um, you really, you just don't have access to it. Yeah. It can, it can pay for things that you need, but you have to keep in mind that they have to stay below that $2,000 a month Uh asset limit. So you don't want to have that, building up because if it builds and they go over $2,000, now they're no longer eligible for Medicaid anymore. So, so you really just have money coming in and money going back out in the same month on a continuous loop until, uh, until there's a change. in. So basically if they have too much money to qualify, they create this trust and then that, that money goes to the nursing home or whatever. If, to if they have, if they have too much income, income yeah, there's sorry. really, there's, there's income and assets that are, that are analyzed, which make it a very confusing process because you could have, you could have $5,000 a month in income and you were living paycheck to paycheck and have no other, financial resources like a checking or savings account, you'll you'll be able to qualify for Medicaid from an asset level because you don't have anything. And then from an income level, you have to do this you, trust. You set up this qualified income trust account. Okay, well this sounds confusing enough for us attorneys. So um <clears throat> literally I mean the public can't figure this out. Right. So they just they just give up and they just keep spending their own money. A lot of times they don't know that there are options out there. So they think, well, I spend it all. We're in the nursing home. We're in the 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 time of spending money, so we just spend it down and down. And so on the asset side, there's this five year look back. Correct. Tell, tell the listeners, all, all six of them. Yeah. That, uh... yeah. So the the five year look back. I think a lot of people have heard the term, but maybe not are aware of what it, exactly it is. It says that if you are applying for Medicaid benefits that the state or the county agency that that handles Medicaid has the right to look at the previous five years worth of your financial records and they're looking to determine whether or not you've given any money away that could have been spent on your care. So you can't have a million dollars today 
go into the nursing home tomorrow, give all one million to your kids and say, here I am. I don't have any money. So I give it to Tony. It's okay. though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always okay if you give it to me. So, so there's some, there's some confusion out there between, is it five years from the day you apply or five years from when you go in? So also a good question. There's when we have a couple, a husband and a wife, there's actually something called a snapshot date. And that snapshot date is the first day that the institutionalized spouse was in a hospital or long-term care facility for a 30-day period. So if they were in, you know, six months ago, we can look at the assets as of that date. Um, now, the way that the application goes, though, is... So that could give you less time to plan. It could. Yeah, but but really, when you have... Once the application is submitted, it's five years from. So dad goes in and... Here's my dad. My dad uh, gets his hip replaced, and he's in the facility, whatever, for how many days, rehabbing, all that. That all, that all counts, right? The rehab. So they look, basically, from when he went in, not if he applies two years later, the five years is from when he first went in. So yeah, the asset, the assets that they're looking at, the, the asset limit is, is from the date that he went in to, so, so if they had $300,000 on the day that he went in, then that's the, the amount that we're going to use. But if he had, if he didn't apply for two years, they can still look back so they could look the back basically seven years then, years. right? Uh, from the day he went in. From the day yeah, he went in, yeah, 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 yes, yes. So so people that, that wait a long time. So five years could be longer. Right. They may have already spent money for five years, and then but they're still well over resource. It's just way too confusing. It is. <laughs> just call us, uh, 216-485-1040. Is that, is that the, no, just kidding. But, I mean, I, Tony, there's no way the regular... I was, let's call them lay people. Could I possibly understand this? No, no, it gets really, you get really deep in the weeds. And I think a lot of people are spending money that they don't have to, or not understanding how Medicaid works and getting themselves into a bad situation, uh, either uh, using it or not using it. And you need, you really need a specialist uh, like yourself, Matt. And so Chris, I know that that's, uh, you utilize Matt and specialists uh, to have them sit down, your clients, uh, so they understand where they're at, correct? Correct. And I think there's, it really depends on where, like you say, timing where they're at. There's, you know, there's, you know, we've done a ton of work on this five-year look back and create these trusts, but there's also maybe maybe the next show is crisis plan. Look, mom and dad, dad needs to go in tomorrow. What can we do? Right. We don't have five years to, right. to look back. So so that that'd probably be another show. But there's I think uh, people don't know that there's there's still stuff you can do, even if you're within the five years. Absolutely. I think the biggest takeaway for anyone is call us call, seriously, <laughs> if, if you, because a lot of people think that if they're in the thick of it, there's nothing else to be done. And, and you can't blame them. I mean, they have. You figure if you're dealing, if a child of a parent is the one that's pulling, you know, the strings here, they have their own lives. They may have their own kids. They're dealing with 
parent that's in the nursing home. They're helping parent that's still at home. Like they have so many things going on. Yeah, they're, they're just it's, like, just pay it. They're like, right. I have to get through tomorrow. I have to get through the rest of this week. I have to make it to the end of the month. Like they don't. And then the next thing they know, it's been six months and it's like, oh, well, $50,000 of mom and dad's money was spent because we didn't talk to Matt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, or another elder law attorney. I mean, I don't want right. to steal it all, but, but no, it's, it's true. Most people, they don't know, they don't know what the term elder law means. We talked about that before. Yeah, right. So they're not even aware of the questions to ask. They, they think, Hey, I, we didn't do anything proactively. So we're going to have to just bite the bullet and spend this money on and on and on. And yeah, I think an, another show on crisis planning would be great because there are so many things that can still be done that if, if people knew they would, they would be lining up outside the door. It's just, they have to be so aware. Give, now we got to give them our address too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, and it's way too, you know, complex. And that's one reason we, we hired Matt because, you know, we've done some of the long five-year planning, but really haven't, uh, and we were just referring it out. And the issue we're referring out, I just never heard whatever happened or if the clients were happy with the attorneys that we were referring them to. So we just figured we, we're just going to bring this in-house. So, um, again, if you want to get a hold of Matt, call us at 216-485-1040. Um, you go to our website, Anselmo Law. That's A-N-S-E-L-M-O law.com. Or I think even if you go to our brooksidetax.com, you, you, you can, there's links to get over there, but it's, it's just, it's just way too complicated. I mean, and, and the show's, the show's over. We haven't really <laughs> been, got into it, right? It re Yeah. This is something that it, it can just paralyze you because so, there's so, so much so the, that let, goes let me into give, it. Tony, let me give you the, the, the hundred, hundred thousand foot view. Medicaid, when I was talking to, um, to a, a caseworker, and this was before I went to five years, it was like three years or 30. I said, but it keeps getting harder and harder to do this for these people. And she says, it's supposed to be hard. I'm like, why? She goes, it's for the people who are poor. It's not designed for the middle class. We're not, we, we're not supposed to pay for everyone who's going in a nursing home. We're just supposed to pay for the indigent. So when you think about it from that parameter, that's why this planning is so hard because you have to basically look poor on paper. Yeah. Right? And, and that you hit the nail on the head. What's the incentive then to, save if if they're not gonna if they're gonna say hey congratulations you need care spend all your money so i i think a lot of elder law planning is for the the middle class that that does have resources available and giving them a fighting chance you know if they were multimillionaires, they wouldn't care about long-term care because their interest I, yeah is, but i still think multimillionaires like if they can get care for free they're going to want they, they're going to want to know about it right. it's like they say with multimillionaires don't care about social security they're like yeah yeah they do <laughs> but but to this point though um you know we we talked a little bit about a lot of times most of clients money are a good size of their money's in retirement plans mm -hmm. so in order to do the plan you have to take it out and pay the tax and then be able to do the planning and people are like oh i'm not going to want to take the money out and pay the the government 20 25 percent so the, the the other argument well do you want to pay 100% of it to the nursing home. So 
So you might want to look at taking some of these monies out of the um, retirement plans now. One, taxes are on sale for a while. Um, I think till 2026, hopefully. And, uh, you know, would you rather forfeit 25% of it or would you want to forfeit 100% of it? Right. So, And just because you take it out of an IRA doesn't mean you have to spend it. it just right. Means, you just have to, right. You just have to move it. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of planning opportunities when you think about it from that perspective. Confused yet, Tony? <laughs> well, no. I, I, we did our job if we confused the listener, yeah. then maybe they'll call, right? <laughs> yeah, they should pick up the phone and give you a call. We're out of time, but how can they get a hold of uh, Matt to talk okay. about this? So the law firm number is 216-485-1040. And, uh, you know, just ask for Matt or ask for myself and we'll... Um, one or two of us will help you out. Um, you know, primarily Matt will be doing most of the uh, Medicaid stuff. So um, it's real. And look, it's worth just having a conversation. Maybe at the end of the day, they just said, okay, you're not going to qualify. Right. Yeah. But then it's good to know. But the, the real gem is like, wow, I didn't know I could qualify. And let's, let's go save some money. Right? Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't hurt to at least learn it and, and have a better idea of what you're up against. I mean, so, did, you, did you save all this money to give it to nursing home or to give it to your kids or your family? Right. So, right. um, that, that's your, your choice there. So, all right, Tony, I think, uh, we're 20 some minutes into this probably. All right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're definitely into it and great show today, guys. Uh, and listeners that does it for today's episode. Anything else to add, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, we'll probably do another one, do a couple more of these on Medicaid or nursing homes in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll just, hit, you know, you could go to our podcast webpage and, and just, you know, 101, 102, 103, 104, whatever it is. Uh, I'm sure Tony will put a, a label on those for us. So, oh, yeah. All right, Tony. For sure. A great show. And thanks again, Matt and listeners. That does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.